Hello, friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. I want to welcome Laura Jane Anslow to the In the Whisper podcast. And Laura is halfway around the world and she is in my favorite season winter. So I'm going to have to go visit her. <laughs> Laura has a webpage, laurajaneaslow.com, and it's A N S L O W. Her tagline is Join me on the journey to freedom as we live from the truth of God's word. And I just love that because God's word is a living word and it really is the number one tool in our toolbox of life. And I just love that she is so enamored with God's word. I want to welcome you, Thank Laura. You. Thank you for being a part of In the Whisper. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, firstly, I'm so honored to be here, Nita. Thank you for having me. And yes, it's freezing cold over here. I have the heat on nice and warm because it's very early in the morning and very cold where I am. <laughs> um, but it's a pleasure to be joining you. Yeah, I'm, I'm married um, to my wonderful husband and we're almost celebrating 23 years. We have four crazy, sorry, beautiful children. <laughs> um, that keep us very busy. I love where I'm at at the moment because I get to do a lot of things. I get to be a mum, I get to be a friend, a wife, and I get to speak God's words of truth in very many different areas. And for a long time, that's been a big part of my heart. So, yeah. Yeah, and I love how you t you on the journey of freedom through God's word. Mm. And I think... That is so important, and we lose sight of the freedom that comes from God's Word. So talk a little bit about how you got to this part of your journey. It really starts with a confession. Ah. Because <laughs> I didn't really ever know what the verse, the truth shall set you free, mean. You know that uh -huh. you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Because... Nita, I grew up in a Christian home and I'm forever grateful and, you know, deeply love my parents and the legacy that our upbringing has given me. So I was well acquainted with the word for a long time from an early age. But that verse I didn't really understand because I didn't have anything to be free from. I don't have a testimony of getting into drugs or alcohol or any type of addiction. So I didn't have that type of, I need to be free from that. I, I kind of didn't think that, yeah, I had any really bad things happen in my life growing right. up that, that equated me to need freedom until one day, <laughs> here's, here it is, <laughs> until one day I realized that my emotions and my feelings were actually in charge instead of the Holy Spirit. I think we've and, all been there. Yeah. I'm an emotive person. I know your listeners are just listening at the moment, but I'm waving my hands all around. <laughs> I'm very emotive. I'm very expressive. I'm very passionate person. Feelings and emotions were just so natural to me. But as I parented, as I got older and moved on in just maturing in my life and becoming a parent of four other 
young people with little ones with their own emotions and their own personalities and even just I'll get to another part of our story in a minute but it, just the changes in life there's different seasons and I got to a point where I went why am I not coping why am I not handling this why do I feel like I'm being tossed around on the waves of these emotions mm-hmm. and I was reading that familiar passage about Jesus being the truth and when I know him and I know the truth, it will set me free. And I got to the point where I realized just because I'm feeling these feelings, just because I have these emotions, it doesn't mean they're the truth. Right. And, and that's what I needed freedom from. It was this massive, oh, life-changing revelation where just because I might have been feeling you know, alone or feeling fear, or feeling, you know, unloved or unappreciated, all of those feelings, that didn't mean that was the truth. And those feelings had a hold, like they can be become a burden on you and therefore you can move into like performance-based living mm-hmm. to ensure you have the right feelings, to ensure you feel loved and feel appreciated and feel wanted and fe- all of those things. I actually didn't realize that fear of failure or the fear of being unloved was what I needed being set free from and only the truth of God's word, the truth, what he says about me in his word is what sets us free from those burdens. Right, and the audacious love that he gives to us and shows us over and over in his words, in his living word. I love this because so many of us have been there. And I often think that we think we have to have been through a horrible tragedy to have a story, but you have a beautiful story of growing through your emotions. And we all have emotions. And by the way, we're soul sisters because you can see I'm using my hands too as I talk. (laughs) Awesome. Yep. Very passionate, very emotive. But I, I love that what women can learn from this is we all have a story to share and we all have the opportunity to learn. We are never going to understand the whole Bible, this side of heaven. There's constant growing, a learning curve for us. And I love that you have shared that. What a profound effect that it's had on your life. That is just beautiful. You go to church now as you have found this freedom. Are you raising your kids a little different than you were raised or do you find yourself in the same places? I probably speak a lot more into their lives, the truth, Mm -hmm. as in that we find in scripture, you know, you are you are loved, you know, there's you don't have to perform for that love. When we speak to their life, when we pray over them, it's all about God's love is unending. Right. There is no performance needed. His word is true. His promises are that he is faithful to his promises. Yeah. So I speak a lot of that into it. Perhaps maybe I grew up with that, even though I love God, it was more about I wanted to be good for God, mm-hmm. which can lead into that if you're, you, all your feelings aren't right, then you've got to perform. And, yeah, so I'm probably just very, very conscious of that now in these last sort of few years. I was very much in my early parenting before I had this great revelation, very much so based on 
looking right and doing right in the Christian world. Not that I didn't ever not love God and would do anything for him, but it was more being conscious of what Mm -hmm. other people would see and things like that. Having kids, I think, really helps change that too. It does. Because they they question everything. They do. (laughs) Absolutely they do. (laughs) And they're great little mirrors too. Do you find that, Nita? Like you can see yourself reflected in them. Yes. And I think that's part of my journey as well. I've been able to see myself and what I don't like reflected back at me yes and so yeah that makes that has made me more seeking his truth and seeking that refinement and seeking that growth that spiritual growth so yeah being a mom does do that to us doesn't it (laughs) brings us into Mm -hmm. that you know wanting that closer relationship with God and I didn't even know what that was till I was you know well into being a mom so I totally understand that now I have been on your webpage Laura and I found a prayer there that's rather new I think called when praying is hard you have a very big heart for prayer and how powerful that is in our lives and this Mm. prayer it's the Lord's prayer but you really break it down to help people when they don't know how else to pray so how did Mm. you come up with it because it's just beautiful oh thank you thank you so much well as I say right in the beginning of that post I had a friend and actually when I was writing this, I was probably thinking of a few friends. I've had this happen a few times where I sit before the Lord and go, how do I pray about this, God? I didn't even, I didn't even know what to pray for them. I didn't even know how could help them. You know, you get to that place and you go like, I just cannot see, you know, a way through for my friend, for this person, for this beautiful woman who is struggling so much. I just, went to the word again like that sour source isn't it I just go to the word and I wait on him and I was reading through Luke at the time I love to read chunks of the word Uh so I'll pick a book and just go really slowly through it I literally came across in that moment the Lord's Prayer Mm -hmm. and one of the disciples I don't know if they're named but one or two of them they say you know Lord teach us how to pray and I just paused and I thought well that's so interesting like why do we need to be taught how to pray oh hang on I actually I'm struggling with how to pray for my friend right now it was just such a comfort to me that these who were Jewish men who would have been taught the scriptures and taught all their religious, the ritual prayers Mm -hmm. that were part of their culture, they would have had all of that. And yet here they are in the presence of Jesus. Right. Oh, my goodness. Uh Uh-huh. And that's not enough. The ritual prayers, the tradition, it's not enough. They've obviously witnessed him live differently. Yes. And they've witnessed him because how many times in scripture does it say, he went off to pray. Yes. He withdrew often. They've witnessed that in him, and that's what they wanted. And so in that moment, that's what I wanted too. I'm like, Lord, teach me. Right. And so I just took each line of that prayer and yeah. and made it personal to her life. And I, I do it to my life now too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just start with, Lord, you are good. I just start with praising him. Mm-hmm. And then I just move through and wherever, the, whatever they're going through, 
I bring that into each line of the prayer. And it is beautiful, and I highly recommend you all check it out. And I will have the prayer in the show notes for you to look at because I just love it. You are very involved in God's Word. And so tell me about your quiet time. When do you have it? When do you spend time in God's Word, and what does that look like? I am a morning person, Mm -hmm. hence I chose the morning time slot to get up and chat with you nice (laughs) and early. I love, actually, it sounds really corny, I guess, but the quietness Mm -hmm. of, of the morning. Yes. Quiet time. Because my kids aren't up, hubby's not out of bed yet, so I do get up nice and early in the morning. I... As I said before, I just I I choose a, a chunk of scripture. Mostly, you know, I like I pray before I've you know if I'm starting something new, I'll ask the Holy Spirit to lead me mm-hmm. into what book or um, what section of the Word, and I journal. So I yeah. read, even though I I might go okay, I'm reading the Book of Luke, or just recently this year I spent the first half of this year in the Minor Prophets of the Old Testament. Uh-huh. And there's so many, like, key verses yes. that we would know, but I wanted the whole story. Exactly. I just, I, I wanted the whole story. Yeah, I just, I went through Obadiah and Nahum and Zechariah and mm-hmm. Esther and I just, like, I just went through them all, Ezra and I write. Like, I, it's a, a funny little side note here, Nita, because uh, I grew up Anglican, that you don't write in the Bible. Oh. The Anglican Church here in Australia, it's a very, the word is sacred. So I don't want to say that. But the Bible itself, I just, it was held in such high regard. I yes. I never have written in it, never have, you know, done anything. And as I got older and older and I began studying the word, so I have done a theology degree. I would be writing notes all over printed out pages. Something changed within me when I I would highlight every other book I ever had. Right. And write notes in every other book except this one. I just remember a time the Lord challenging me on that and how deep do you really want to go? You know, I don't think he minds messy Bibles. <laughs> no, mine is a hot mess. I have tabs and color codes and I highlight and I write notes out to the side. I learned that from my mama. As you were saying that, I thought, oh, she probably wouldn't want to see my Bible. And I will tell you when my mom died, and even today, my mom died uh, about seven years ago. Even today, when I miss my mom, I get out her Bible and look for those highlights and those notes because it f- makes me feel closer to her and understand oh, that. that she was reading those pieces and her, what she got out of that. And so that's that's what I do to get close to my mama when I can't find her anywhere else in the world. Oh, neat. oh that's going to make me emotional. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually oh, when that's I go to my Bible, for my mom's yep. Bible, <laughs> is when I'm emotional. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's beautiful. So you're leaving so, your kids a legacy. Thank you. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. That's really special. Yes. So it is covered now. <laughs> I've totally reformed my way. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my quiet time. Like I will and I often I have a, a place that I go to. So I usually sit outside. Mm-hmm. At the moment it's quite chilly. <laughs> the uh, winter weather. Yeah. I do. I still love it though. Like I will still rug up 
where our house is. We're on a little bit of land, just a small little spot of land, and we have lots of trees and the sun rises. I often write this in my blog post, actually. Probably it's a bit of a familiar theme. I sit here and the sun rises through the trees and everything just glistens mm-hmm. on a winter morning because of the dew. Yeah. It's beautiful. That is the first couple of sentences on this when praying is hard. You're talking about the glistening rays of the sun that danced upon the morning sky. It's so beautiful. So yeah, I could see where that would be a good theme for you. Yeah. So I do where I sit every single morning that's I get to see the sunrise. So I just I feel so much peace when I'm surrounded by his creation. So I do love that. If yeah. it's too cold, I do have a special chair and a lamp inside and when it's nice and warm. But I'm always with pen and paper and the word. Yep. So that's, that's my quiet times. That's awesome. So I have to ask, how many of you can relate to being emotive and, in fact, allowing your feelings to run your life rather than the Holy Spirit? I certainly know that I have done that many times in my life, and it is still a challenge that I face every day, and it comes from choices we have to make. I also love how she digs into scripture. I have never heard of anyone not wanting to write in their Bible before. So it was interesting to me that there are people out there that consider that to be wrong for whatever reason. It, it, it brings me so much joy to go through and see my Bible as well as my mom's Bible and what she was thinking at certain times. So I thought it was interesting that she has grown into that as well. We are going to hear more about Laura Aslow's prayer life after we hear a little bit about Gifts with Grace. As you know, Gifts with Grace connects caring volunteers with women that are overcoming some kind of trauma. Gifts with Grace empowers these women that are our clients to find faith and confidence in a compassionate environment as they overcome that trauma. To that end, we need volunteers, volunteers to spend time with the women, show them the love of Jesus, to do education classes, to help them grow in ways that they would like to grow, to help make the jewelry as we create something together, and also to lead Bible studies. We're looking for women that could do a 30-minute Bible study with these women. It doesn't have to be fancy, and it doesn't have to be deep. It just needs to show our women, our clients, that they are loved and cared for by an amazing Savior. If you're interested in being a part of Gifts with Grace in any of these ways, you can reach out to us at info at giftswithgrace.org. Now back to Laura and more about her prayer life. Tell me more about your prayer life. We talked about your quiet time, which I'm sure is a part of your Bible reading, but you write a lot about prayer. When did you find your prayer life growing to what it is today? Well, I would probably say it it has been a journey. Mm -hmm. Um, Life is a journey. That's so cliche. But I probably became more of a all-day prayer once I had children. Yep. I think because when I was younger, pray in the morning and you pray at night. That's how I was raised. Parents prayed with me morning and night. We prayed at church. But the older I got, I think, and the more busy life got, mm-hmm. the more I realized I couldn't I couldn't wait just to the end of the day to pray. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think really from my early 20s, I developed okay. 
a life of just talking to God non-stop throughout the day. It's been a, a life, well, adult life journey. And kids do that, don't they? They bring us closer to God and make us want to be better with God to offer that to our children. I really appreciate your story because I think so many women lose sight of the fact that it's the everyday things that we do that can help us grow closer to God. And we don't have to have gone through a serious health event or an addiction of some sort that we have a story too. That story is important. And I always think our purpose in life is to further the kingdom of God with the gifts that he gave us. And you are certainly using yours in that realm. I think people lose sight of that fact that whatever gifts he's given you, that's what you should be using for him. So I always end every podcast with two questions. The first one is, what is bringing you joy today? Mm, I love that question because I just literally wrote an article about joy versus happiness. That will be online in the coming weeks. For me, joy is totally non-circumstantial. So when you said, what is bringing me joy, that doesn't change mm-hmm. things like you know if work is going well or the kids are in a good place and those things bring contentment and peace but what I have learned in these last sort of the last year or two of this freedom finding journey as well is that my joy has to be and only always grounded in his love for me, his truth over me, his word in me, his spirit in me. And I have to just, like it's an everyday thing, remind myself of the truth that I am loved, I am his, I am chosen, I belong. He will uphold me. He will strengthen me. I fill my cup. I get joy from reminding myself of his truth. That's really where that comes from for me. That's beautiful. It does. It answers it so beautifully. And it's such a great reminder. That's where it is. And regardless of our circumstances, that was a beautiful way to say it. Thank you. And my second question is, what are you reading right now? It can be whatever you're reading. It can be something that's fun. It can be something to help with your writing or research for a book or whatever. I'm in the middle of two books and they're completely different. One is, I'm just looking at it now, Anne Boskamp, The Broken Way. I've been going very slowly through that. And the other one is, I think it's The Everlasting Arms, Secure in the Everlasting Arms by Elizabeth Elliot. Oh, yeah. She's always good. <laughs> yeah, so that one's they're both they're very very different. So I like I like to read slowly. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's a novel, I generally only get through novels in the our summer holidays, yep. which is Christmas time. Yep. And it's kind of funny when I see everyone that you know I'm connected with on social media. It's like, "What are you reading for your summer break?" I'm like, <laughs> Give me six months and I'll tell you. Because <laughs> you're opposite on weather. You're having a you're having yeah. a beautiful cold day, and I'm yeah. stuck here in the 80s, which I don't like. I winter is my favorite. I love winter. 
Well, Laura, thank you so much for your time and sharing your journey through the freedom of God's Word, which is so important for all of us. I think we sometimes get lost in the busyness, how important God's Word is, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you very much, and for getting up early, because she's she's on a whole opposite time of us, and so she got up really early in the morning to do this with me, and I appreciate that. Thank you. No, the privilege and the honor is all mine, Nita. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. It's been it great. has. And to put a face, we, we connect on Facebook and see your face and, and be able to have this conversation is awesome. I, I really enjoy that part of this job. Thank <laughs> you. Well, you've done it great. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thank you. You too. What a treat it was to actually get to speak to Laura Anslow. I read her things on social media all the time, and I am always inspired and encouraged by the words that she posts there. You too can be encouraged by her words. Go to laurajaneanslow.com and you will find some of the blogs and prayers that we talked about and you will get to know more about her and you too will be inspired and encouraged. I am also super excited about next week's guest. Her name is Erin Todd, and she calls herself a ginger in progress, which I absolutely adore. She talks about intuitive eating, and I love this because it's not a diet. She is going to share with us her journey to get to intuitive eating after she went on a lot of diets and different things because she wrapped up her identity there. And she's going to talk to us about how God, in almost a moment, changed her heart and led her to intuitive eating. You can look forward to hearing from Aaron Todd next week. As always, thank you so much for spending some time here at the In the Whisper podcast. If you feel led, I would love you to go over and subscribe to the blog or leave a review because those are important things to get the blog out into the world. Until next time, I'm Nita Wilkinson and this is the In the Whisper podcast.